From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. I hope everyone had a great Father's Day. And I hope everyone enjoyed Hell in a Cell last night. We are going to get into all the news and notes of Hell in a Cell. Last week's SmackDown, last week's AEW. And today, we are hopping into the DeLorean. We have two episodes of Monday Night Raw from 1996, and we're talking about an episode of Monday Nitro from 1996. So get ready for all the nostalgia of 1996 with all the news and notes of today's wrestling world. Thank you very much for all our subscribers from all around the world. Our numbers are growing, as is our fan base. I'm talking about we got... We got listeners from Greece, we got listeners from Netherlands, we got listeners from Germany, UK, Ireland, Taiwan, India, Canada, the United States, I got listeners from Australia, I got listeners from Nigeria, yo, we are global, thank you so much for all our fans from all over the world, without you there is no us, so thank you so much, we appreciate all the love and support, thank you for following along on this podcast, thank you for rating, subscribing, downloading, all that good shit. Make sure you follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We got a lot to talk about today. We have a long, long show, so we are going to get right into it right now. We are going to be stacked to the gills with reviews and news and notes and opinions. So let's stop all the chit chat. Let's get into this shit right now. Like I said, I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. I hope you all had a great Father's Day with your fathers. For the fathers that are no longer with us, rest in peace. We got a lot to talk about right now. So, let's get right into it. It is being reported that Brock Lesnar is indeed in talks with WWE for a return at SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar has been away since last year's WrestleMania. WrestleMania 36, he has been not seen since dropping the belt to Drew McIntyre. There's been a lot of rumors and speculations whether he's talking to WWE, whether he's not talking to WWE, whether he was, you know, if he didn't resign, if his contract was put on freeze for the pandemic. But it looks like Brock Lesnar will be making a return very shortly here in the landscape of the WWE. And I gotta say, if they do not pull the fucking trigger with Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley in this run, where Bobby Lashley's at his hottest, then I don't want to fucking see it. 
Like, to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm a little interested in Brock versus Roman, but how many more times are we going to get Brock versus Roman? I don't care if Roman's a heel now. I don't care if Paul Heyman's with Brock Lesnar, I mean with Roman Reigns now. I want to see the dream match before it's no longer available. I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, and I think the wrestling world will agree with me that that match should have been done a long time ago. What the fuck are we waiting for? Brock versus Bobby Lashley needs to happen. Let's stop the bullshit. Let's stop the bullshit. Give me Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I'm not watching. Well, I'll I'll probably watch anyway. But just give me Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. What's so fucking hard about that? Like, have Brock face Bobby Lashley, and then he could go on to SmackDown and start a feud with Roman. Uh, Like, honestly, what is the big deal? Unless you have Brock come back, beat Roman... And then at Survivor Series, you know how they have the champion versus champion match? You have Brock versus Lashley then. But I don't want to see him take the title off Roman. So either way, I don't know. I mean, like, WWE needs star power. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not really, you know, unless you give me that dream match of Brock and Bobby, I'm not really too hyped up on Brock Lesnar returning to the WWE, to be honest. And that's just my opinion. I mean, other people aren't be... Oh, who, who? And I'm not AEW guy. I'm not, I'm not over here being like, oh, I'd rather see him in AEW. I don't think he fits in an AEW. Yeah, it might pop him rating, but he don't, he don't fit in an AEW. So it's not me just saying, I hate WWE. Stop that bullshit. All that narrative about me hating WWE, that's fucking bullshit. Y'all could kiss my ass, all right? That's the company I fucking grew up watching. All right, I'm, I'm harder on them because I expect more from them. You know what I mean? Like, when you have kids... You were more disappointed in the kid that you expect more from when they don't succeed, right? That's a horrible analogy. I love my... I, hey, I have a child on the way. I'm going to love him no matter what. But, back to the wrestling. I honestly... I honestly think Brock Lesnar, his shelf life in this next run, if he comes back, it's not a long one. And I'm still scared that they might, you know, fuck over Bobby Lashley. Even though he retained last night at Hell in a Cell. We'll talk about that later. I think we need to pull the trigger. We need to see the dream match. And there's not many dream matches left. There's not many dream matches that are still available to have. We cannot stop. I mean, we cannot start the whole Roman Brock bullshit until we get. Brock and Bobby. I don't want to see Brock and Drew. I don't want to see Brock and anybody until I see Brock and Bobby. Because Brock and Bobby is going to be what the fans want to see. Brock and Roman's intriguing because Roman's a heel now. But we've been there. We've done that. Brock might turn babyface, Paul Heyman sides with Roman, some bullshit like that. We. Look. Same shit we seen with Brock and fucking Big Show back in 2002, all right? I want to see Brock and Bobby Lashley. That's the matchup. That's the money matchup. Who's the number one contender for the WWE champion? Bobby Lashley just defeated Drew McIntyre. McIntyre can't defend that, can't fight for that belt again. So, going into SummerSlam, who do you have Bobby face? Brock Lesnar. Think about it. Paul Heyman could be a manager on Raw and he could be a manager on SmackDown. 
We don't necessarily need to see Brock and Roman feud because Paul Heyman's involved. Paul Heyman could have the biggest fucking faction of all time and actually... Yo, he could actually have Roman and Brock on different shows. We don't gotta see a feud between Roman and Brock for the 15th time. How about we do what's never been done before? Give me Brock and Bobby Lashley. WWE, if you're listening, Brock and Bobby Lashley, stop fucking around. Come on, let's go. Also in the news, this past weekend at GCW, there was a match between Nick Gage and Mance Warner. And shit got a little out of hand. I, I I don't know. I didn't see the matchup. Supposedly there was a concession stand brawl. They were they were fighting in the concession stand. There was a part where Nick Gage staple gun Mance Warner's face to a or his tongue to a door, and then he set the door on fire. Like crazy shit that you know from Nick Gage, right? And it was after that that supposedly, according to one Joey Janella, that police officers were actually called to the venue. And was investigating to see what exactly happened. I mean, I don't know if this is true. Supposedly there is video footage of the police officers being there. We'll see what happens or what if there's any story that develops from there. But it's still real to them, damn it. This shit's crazy that you're still calling the cops on shit like that. That's wild. Anyway, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. A lot of wrestling to talk about. We're going to go into detail on SmackDown. Last week's AEW, we're going to be talking about Hell in a Cell, and we're going to bring back the fight for Monday night as we talk about the February 26th edition of Monday Nitro, the February 26th edition of Monday Night Raw, and since there was no Nitro for the next week, it was preempt, we just have a just a Raw edition, we're going to be talking about the March 4th edition of Monday Night Raw, this way... Next week, when we come back with the Monday night, Fight for Monday night, we'll have a Raw and Nitro to talk about. So, we'll be right back with all that good shit. We got a super stack show waiting for you guys on the other end of this commercial break. So, stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of wrestling to get into. We are going to be talking about SmackDown and AEW from Friday. We're going to be talking about this weekend's Hell in a Cell. So let's get into all that right now. The big happening that happened on this SmackDown Live was, like I said last week, the Hell in a Cell match from Sunday's pay-per-view got moved to Friday. And then we got, in the main event, Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns inside of Hell in a Cell. And the match was pretty good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I I definitely enjoyed it. There was good action. Rey Mysterio definitely seemed like a threat at a few moments for this. We had a big swerve ending where Jimmy Uso actually helps Roman Reigns. It seems like the family is all together again. But this being the very first televised Hell in a Cell, it was a little tamed. I mean, Hell in a Cell in the last, like, five years been a little tamed. But that's because of the WWE product being tamed and being held by the balls of the PG rating. But, anyway, not a bad match. Roman Reigns is still the WWE Universal Champion. Also on the show, we got Nakamura versus Baron Corbin for the crown. Nakamura wins that match. He's officially the king. He is the king of strong style. I don't know if they're going to call him the king of the ring, but that's where the crown is from. But he is the king, Nakamura. Pretty cool. We had a really good matchup between Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz versus Kevin Owens and Big E. A really good match between Angelo Dawkins and the newly shaven Otis. So, overall, the SmackDown was pretty good. It was, you know, I'm sorry I ran right through it. We just got a lot to talk about today. I ran right through it because there is, you know, more important matches that we got to talk about. But SmackDown was really good. Being that this was the first televised Hell in a Cell, I'm sure it popped a big rating. Big matchup. Really fun. AEW came on right after that. Speaking of cages, we had an MMA cage fight between Wardlow and uh, Jake Hager. And this was um, interesting. They they had a hexagon cage to make it look like an MMA cage. That was done really well. Everything to make this feel like a real fight was done really well. Some of the strikes were you know hit and miss when it came to Wardlow, but a lot of Hager strikes look real stiff and real. Um, they they did it this well. The only thing I would say is it was too much of a wrestling paced match. They had MMA style fighting, but it was paced like a wrestling match. This is very. Um, UWF in Japan, this is very, you know, pink race in Japan, but overall, this was really good, I, 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 I enjoyed it, um, like I said, if it wasn't just paced like a wrestling match, and it was paced like an actual MMA fight, it would have been better, but Hager picks up the victory, I don't think they'll ever do this again, unless it was really done right or called for, but... Hager picks up the victory. Big win for Jake Hager. He makes uh, Wardlow pass out with the arm choke. The Pinnacle then attacks Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, which leads to MJF coming out. Dean Malenko, who he, by, by the way, Dean Malenko has Parkinson's disease. He gets in MJF's face. MJF knocks him out. This leads to Sammy Guevara making the save. And it is now set for AEW's Wednesday return. It will be Sammy Guevara versus 
MJF for the first time ever. That should be a great match. We get um, on this show Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Bernoni. He wins that matchup. We have the uh, Adam, not Adam Page. We had the Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen handicap match. Page and Sky picked up the victory. I thought someone was going to come out here and help Darby, but that never happened. They just completely destroyed Darby. But it did become, I, I'm wrong about that. It did become competitive at times. Darby Allen did get a lot of offense in, but this was just a mauling pretty much between the two heels onto Darby. We had a brawl backstage between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. Brock Anderson and Cody Rhodes versus Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. Brock Anderson, very green. Good work for this being his first matchup, but he looked very green, and he looked like he could have hurt some of the guys that he was in the match with. Cody Rhodes, this whole feud, like I said, the feud between QT Marshall's factory and Cody Rhodes is boring as fuck, and it gotta end. I am so, so, so over this shit. Like, it gotta end. I'm bored as fuck with this shit. Anyway, Brock Anderson picks up the victory in his first match. We got to sit down with Andrade at Idolo, who was speaking good English and was very understandable, but they decided to put subtitles anyway. He says that he's here to win gold. TNT, world title, doesn't matter. He's here to win gold. And he says that him and his uh, new manager, Vicky Guerrero, have a big surprise. I personally think that that surprise is going to be coming in the form of Daga, but that's my opinion. Uh, we got more backstage shit with Britt Baker and Vicky Guerrero. It's announced that it's going to be Reba or Rebel and Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose and Vicky. Vicky's going to get in the ring. I don't really care to see that. We had a really good segment showing the difference in the lives between the Pinnacle, uh, FTR, and Santana and Ortiz. They're going to be going down the road. They're going to be having a big match. And in the main event, we got Pentagon Jr. or Penta at a Seto Miedo. And Eddie Kingston teaming up with Kaz to go against the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson. And this was a pretty good matchup. A lot of offense in here for uh, Carl Anderson. I gotta say, like, I was thinking this during the matchup, and I'm glad Carl Anderson actually got the pinfall in this matchup. Because I was thinking, the one guy, like, who I remember years ago was getting a lot of hype in Japan, then he came to Ring of Honor for a few shots, got a lot of hype in Ring of Honor... It was Carl Anderson, the machine gun. Then he got signed to the WWE, and he fell flat. And I really think that, you know, besides Doc Gallows being a part of this too, but Carl Anderson, really, his stock has dropped. But this match showed what Carl Anderson could do, and I think that it is, you know, it's nice to see. The the, the elite needed that win. They needed that victory, and they picked up the victory, and it was nice to see the Good Brothers get the pinfall in this matchup and not Matt Jackson. AEW was okay. Not really a good show, in my opinion. I didn't, you know, necessarily love it. I gave it a 2 out of 5 stars. Once again, like I said last week, AEW, I think, is going through the motions until they get back on the road and get back on Wednesday, which is in two weeks. So we're almost there. We are almost there, but right now... AEW is not the best, but I am very, I gotta say though, unlike other companies where like they're putting up shitty ass matches and shitty ass shows, I'm very excited to see where they're going because they are building up the shows nicely when they get back on the road. AEW two out of five stars. Last night was 
WWE Hell in a Cell live on Peacock or the WWE Network if you're not in the United States. And pretty good show. I really thought it was really well done. Um, Bianca Belair versus Bailey in the first matchup was really good. Hell in a Cell. Uh, Bianca Belair, she is still your women's champion. I enjoyed that matchup. We had the main event. Well, we had a really good match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn picking up a huge victory. That was a must win for Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn's been looking like a joke for the last couple weeks here. He lost to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. He got punked out by Commander Aziz on SmackDown last week. So I'm happy that Sami Zayn picked up the big victory. And shit, if you didn't see that Haluva kick, he kicked Kevin Owens' head into the third row. I don't even think they have rows for the Thunderdome, but he kicked his head into the third row, a.k.a. the fourth set of screens. He fucking knocked him the hell out. That was insane. And then the main event, we got a really good matchup between Drew Galloway. Oh, God, Drew Galloway. What is this, 2016? Between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Really good matchup. In the end, Bobby Lashley is still your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And now, the number one contender, Drew McIntyre, can no longer wrestle for that title as long as Bobby Lashley is champion. Who right now is ready to step up to the plate? This brings me back to the last segment. I think you got to pull the trigger and you got to have Brock Lesnar return to wrestle Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Because right now, if I'm looking at the Raw roster, who is ready for that spot? Nobody. So, Bobby Lashley, big victory. Hell in the Cell, I gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. I'm excited to see where things go in the world title picture for Monday Night Raw. And we will find out tonight on Raw, and I will talk about it tomorrow on the show. But when we come back from this break, we will be going back in time to 1996, February 26th to be exact. And we'll be talking about WCW Nitro and the WWF's Monday Night Raw. So strap in your seatbelt and let's go for this ride in the Wrestling DeLorean. We'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Fight for Monday Night, where we go back in time and discuss the Monday Night War as if we're currently living through it. We go through every episode of Nitro versus Raw, and we discuss it here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We're going to have a little different of a setup this week, though. This week, there was one Nitro compared to two Raws. The reason being that Nitro was preempt on the second week and Raw was all alone on Monday night that night. So, we talk about both Raws. This way, when we come back next week for the fight for Monday night, we'll be talking about both Raw and Nitro. So, let's get into WCW Nitro from February 26, 1996. The show starts off with Big Bubba Rogers versus Sting, but... It is already known that this episode of Nitro is live compared to the taped episode of WWF Raw. So, while Big Bubba Rogers is making his entrance, instantly, Eric Bischoff spats out the WWE um, the WWE results for Raw that night. He talks about Jake the Snake Roberts picking up the victory. He talks about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in the ring. Blah, 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 blah. He says, the action is here and the action is live on Nitro. And then we get Sting come out and Sting beat Bubba Rogers' ass. This was a pretty good matchup. Sting hit Bubba Rogers, big Bubba Rogers with a big two-stone pile driver, Stinger splash, and then he gets the Scorpion Deathlock and picks up the victory. Pretty good matchup here. We next get the Road Warriors. They come out and they interrupt Sting and Lex Luger. They said that they want Sting and Lex Luger in a Chicago street fight. Sting is a little hesitant. Lex Luger's like, I'm from Chicago. And they all, you know, all three of them, they're like, you're not from Chicago, Lex. But he, he swears he's from Chicago. He's not from the, um, the the little rich, wealthy part of outer city Illinois. But it is announced that we'll be getting a Chicago. Excuse me. Holy shit. Sorry, people. We are getting a Chicago street fight between Sting and... Lex Luger versus the Road Warriors in the near future. Next, we get Lex Luger versus the Renegade, a.k.a. Wannabe Warrior. And this is a horrible matchup. You got the Wannabe Warrior kicking Lex Luger's ass for like half of the match. I don't get it. The Wannabe Warrior. The Renegade. The guy who got kicked out of WCW literally a couple weeks ago when Jimmy Hart says, You're nothing! You're nothing, right? He got kicked out of WCW. He comes back with no, you know, no storyline development, no recollection of him getting kicked out. And he beats Lex Luger's ass. Only for Jimmy Hart to screw over and again, Lex Luger to pick up a quick victory with the torture rack. After this thing confronts Luger, we got dissension between them. Lex Luger screaming he didn't know Jimmy Hart was going to come out. Harlem Heat versus the Road Warriors is a pretty good matchup. 
Road Warriors pick up the victory. They are the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Held by Sting and, uh, and old Lexi. Main event time. We have a six-man tag. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Kevin Sullivan with Woman and Elizabeth. Versus Hulk Hogan, Rain Savage, and the Booty Man. And I, 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 do I really have to call this guy the fucking Booty Man? What? You couldn't come up with a better fucking name, Brutus. You have to be the Booty Man. Anyway, we had the Booty Man. He, he was a serious threat, I guess. He was kicking ass in the fucking ring. This match was ah. You know what I mean? For some reason, Diamond Doll, Kimberly came out. She had a rose. She was staring at Booty Man. I guess she wants a little bit of the booty. Um, Hogan and Savage and Booty pick up the victory here. This match really was whack. Bad main event. WCW lately has been uh No WCW Nitro next week. Hopefully they can take the week off and come back strong because I gave this show a 1 out of 5 stars. There was very little things that was fun to watch on this show. Where is the Eddie Guerrero's, the Chris Benoit's, the, Demi- the Dean Malenko's, the Chris Jericho's, the Conan's, the, the Johnny B. Bad's, the Diamond Dallas Pages? Where are these guys? Because instead we're getting Booty Man on this fucking show. We're getting the Renegade on this fucking show. WCW's taking steps backwards. Nitro from 95 was a lot more fun when you had Liger and Pillman and all these guys than Nitro of 96 so far. I'm just saying. So, one out of five stars. We got Monday Night Raw from February 26, 1996. We start off the show with Isaac Jacobs versus the return of Jake the Snake Roberts. This was a pretty good back and forth match. We got basically Jake Roberts versus the future Kane. And Jake the Snake actually picked up the victory when he hits the DDT on Isaac Jacobs. Pretty good match. We got a vignette for the real Ultimate Warrior who will be returning at WrestleMania. It is official. We next get Diesel versus Spark Plug, Bob Holly. Diesel makes quick work of Bob Holly. Takes the mic. Oh, Taker's music hits. Taker appears in the ring. He disappears. Taker then says he wants Diesel at WrestleMania. We next get Ahmed Johnson versus Shinobi, the Ninja Warrior. During this match, Goldust is on the phone and he's talking about he recites a poem for Roddy Piper, talk about how much he loves Roddy Piper and what's under the skirt. Very awkward. Ahmed Johnson picks up the victory, though. We get a Mankind video. He's coming soon. Vince McMahon's in the ring. He brings out HBK and Bret Hart. HBK says that Bret isn't the best there is in 1996 because he is, but that's with all due respect, Bret. He, he says he shows a lot of respect to Bret. Brett has a lot of respect to Sean. He says he's one of the greatest. They shake hands. They can't wait to wrestle at WrestleMania. President Roddy Piper is out. He comes out and he says that this matchup, you know, is bigger than any matchup ever before. Anybody could get a quick victory on any night. Anyone could have a lucky night, but that will not happen at WrestleMania. He says the man who gets the most falls in this matchup will be the champion. Shawn Michaels says, well, how long of a match are we talking here, Piper? And Roddy Piper says, one hour, we're going to have the very first Iron Man match. One hour Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Face shake hands. Roddy Piper says a lot, something that's very foreshadowing here. He says, shake hands now because you guys are going to hate each other after this matchup. And in real life, the mutual respect between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart really disappeared. And they did hate each other after this matchup. And that's well documented. Bret Hart, well, I mean, Owen Hart. 
and British Bulldog versus Yokozuna to end the show. Yokozuna picks up the victory with the DQ when Vader comes out and attacks Yoko. Jake the Snake Roberts and Ahmed Johnson make the save. Next, we got a Larry Fling live with the Huckster and the Nacho Man. Supposedly at WrestleMania, we're going to get Huckster versus Nacho Man. They make fun of uh, billionaire Ted a little bit more to end the show here. Pretty good episode of Raw. Nothing great. I gave it a 1.5 out of 5. So on February 26th, Raw wins by a little bit because this show wasn't that good. The March 4th Raw was better, I got to say. We had... Shawn Michaels versus 1-2-3-Kid. Very good matchup. Shawn Michaels picks up the victory here. You had a lot of good wrestling on this matchup. We had Goldust. He cut uh, a 24-carat gold production inside Piper's Pit where he's talking about fantasizing over Roddy Piper, really making Piper feel really uncomfortable here. This is leading into the Hollywood backlot brawl at WrestleMania. Ultimate Warrior officially announced the return at WrestleMania. We then got Hakushi versus Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Piper's on the phone for this match. He says that he hates Goldust, you know, pretty much. Bradshaw picks up the victory. This is the first time we see Justin Hogg Bradshaw on Raw. Main event time, we got Triple H, Hunter Helmsley versus Bret Hart. And this match got a lot of time. This was a brilliant matchup. Great, great matchup. These two guys meshed so well with each other. HBK is out at ringside, sitting on a chair. He's watching the match. Bret Hart picks up the win, but this match was a great match. This was better than anything we've seen this week on the Fight for Monday Night. This match gets 4 out of 5 stars. I really enjoyed it. Next, we got TV Trivia with Billionaire Ted. And this is exposing Ted to be a racist, a sexist, and a homophobe. And they show a hilarious spot where he tries to call in for a hotline for the Huckster, but the Huckster is still handcuffed because on Nitro he got handcuffed from... uh, Miss Elizabeth for a post-match attack. Hilarious stuff here. Really good way to end the show. I enjoyed it. This Raw got a a 3.5 out of 5 stars. This was a great episode of Raw. Good show, especially with no Nitro to compete with this week. Next week on the Fight for Monday Night, we will have a Raw versus Nitro. It will be the March 11th, 1996 episode, so stay tuned for that. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Check out Monday Night Raw tonight. Should be very interesting coming off of what was a pretty good Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. And come back here tomorrow for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We'll have all the news and notes coming out of Monday Night Raw. We'll have all the news and notes coming out of the wrestling world. We'll have a rundown of what we'll be seeing on NXT that night. And we'll be jumping into the Wrestling DeLorean going back in time to 2002 as we talk about Episode 7 of NWA TNA. So see you tomorrow. Stay positive, stay safe, stay strong. One love. Peace out. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.